Hello, I'm Patrick Daly and welcome to Interlinks. Interlinks is a program about globalization and the effects it's had on Ireland and its relationship with other countries around the world over the last 50 years or so. In each program, we interview a person from another country or a person with a strong connection to another country to get their unique perspective on globalization, how it has affected them, their country and its relationship with Ireland. There's a little bit of history, a dash of economics, a sprinkling of business and an overlay of personal experience, both from me and from my interviewees from around the world. The last two programs, we've had interviewees from two of our EU partners, Croatia and Spain. Today, we're going to be focusing on a country on the other side of the Atlantic. So we're off to Mexico, a country both familiar to us from news, film and sport, and yet mysterious and unknown in many ways. We've explained previously on the programme that the processes of globalisation since the end of World War II have been driven by trade liberalisation, financial deregulation, advances in information and communications technology and innovations in transportation technologies. Mexico is one of those countries in the world that has been most dramatically transformed by these processes due to its innate strengths and resources, as well as its proximity to the largest economy in the world, the United States. Think that just since 1960 alone, Mexico's population has changed from being 50% rural to 80% urban. Its population has more than tripled from 40 to nearly 130 million people. And its nominal GDP has jumped from 13 billion US dollars to over $1 trillion. On the one hand, Mexico has benefited greatly from free trade and foreign direct investment, as Ireland has, but it's also suffered as some of its traditional productive sectors were impacted by overseas competition, and it's also faced challenges related to both migration and security that have brought friction with its neighbour to the north. It's a country with massive potential for the future, notwithstanding some of the challenges it faces. It's a country that I visited for the first time in August this year, and I can attest firsthand to the fact that it is a vibrant and stimulating place of great natural beauty, wonderful people and fantastic food. So today we're talking to Miguel Malfavon, the ambassador of Mexico to Ireland, who is here with us in the studio. Welcome, Ambassador Malfavon. Thank you very much for being here with us today. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you for having us. You're very welcome. To Irish ears, the name Mexico is quite familiar from the news, from film and sport and so on. And yet it's a country that's not so well known in detail uh, by Irish people. I think there are two things that Irish people don't fully appreciate about Mexico. One is the sheer scale of the country and the other is its precise location geographically. Can you tell us a little bit about the vital statistics of Mexico today? Of course. Thank you. Um, as you said, Mexico, it's a, it's a very big country. Um, it's uh, almost 2 million kilometers, square kilometers, uh, if you compare that with 70,000 kilometers of Ireland. So it's yeah. uh, so several we, times bigger. We fit into Mexico many times. Many over. times. Um, it is a country that if you draw a line just in the border from one side to the other, you will go from uh, Madrid to Kiev in Ukraine. Uh, Ukraine. So it is. It is a quite large country, and uh, and sometimes the news you can find in Mexico that something happened in Mexico, but it's so big that you can, I mean, whatever it's happening down in 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 Croatia, it's completely different than what happens here in Ireland. And that big is the the size of the country. Uh, Mexico has um, uh, 125 million people, um, comparing to five million people here in Ireland. Uh, it is. Uh, it has a GDP of 1.1 trillion. It's uh, the second uh, biggest economy in Latin America, and uh, it, it is a country as you had mentioned. It's in, in constant transformation. More than 80 percent of uh, our um, manufacturers are exported, um, 
uh, I mean, it's the all the, exp the the manufacturers produced and exported from Latin America are originated in Mexico. So it is a big uh, transformation in, in a country that used to be very agricultural and now it's a very industrial uh, country. Um, the country has been growing during the last uh, few years, despite of adverse economic uh, conditions. And it's one of the few economies together with Ireland that it keeps on, on growing. Uh, and we have been implementing within particularly during the last uh, few years, uh, different uh, structural reforms in energy, telecommunications, the financial se sector, allowing the country to be even more competitive every time. Okay, there's often a misconception, I think, in, in Ireland that because Mexico is part of Latin America, it's a Spanish-speaking country. Some people get confused and think it's in South America, but it isn't in South America, is it? No, it is. Uh, it's um, it's uh, Mexico is a Latin American country because we we came from the same part uh, and somehow we were formed at the same time. And then the rest of Latin America, we were colonized by the same country. But uh, geographically, Mexico is located in, in the northern part of the continent. Uh, so that's geographically is uh, North American. The way that we see it is that uh, Mexico is the center of uh, different, the crosses of different worlds from North and uh, North America, the South, Latin America. Uh, also, if you look into the East, we have a historic uh, links to European um, that we in so many ways uh, we have a, a European background, but also we have a strong connections to the Pacific Alliance, to, to the Pacific uh, uh, together with uh, the Asian countries. So Mexico is in, in the center of uh, four different worlds at the same time. And so that's what we, we, take it, we, we take advantage of that. In, yeah. in, and, and you can see in, on how, how Mexico is growing during the last few years. And how long has Mexico had an embassy in Ireland? And how has the relationship between the two countries evolved over the years since then? It's um, Ireland and Mexico. We have had um, historical relations in, in many ways. Actually, uh, Ireland was part of our uh, independence. Uh, uh, the uh, Mexico gained its independence thanks to the uh, uh, people coming from Ireland. Uh, in Mexico City, in the main avenue, um, you can have the uh, monument for the independence, and underneath you have uh, 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 there is uh, a sculpture dedicated to uh, uh, Irish people who were w with us in, from the uh, independence later on in life in 1846, precisely when when Ireland had this uh, uh, famine, big famine. Uh, Mexico benefited somehow because of that too, because uh, we also had people coming from uh, Connemara, from Gol, uh, uh, Clevedon in, in, in north of, of Galway. Um, there is a very famous uh, um, soldier who who went to, to to Mexico and fought on the Mexican side against the uh, the Americans when we lost uh, half of our territory. So they are known as the uh, San Patricios, San Patrick's uh, Battalion, a, a battalion that was formed for 120 people more or less led by an Irish person so 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 we had a lot of a part of the uh, our histories is growing together with uh, Irish uh, uh, backgrounds uh, but um, uh, we can say that diplomatically we we are we have a very young relations uh, um, we established diplomatic relations in 1975 so it's uh, 43 years since we 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 established diplomatic relations it's a very young relationship uh, the embassy of mexico opened up here in 1991 and ireland opened uh, uh, its embassy in mexico in 1999 so since then both uh, countries uh, both embassies are working in, in increasing and and and, and promoting uh, closer uh, relations and how long have you been ambassador of mexico here in ireland what are your main priorities for the mexico ireland relationship during your term 
Um, I've been here in Ireland for two years. Um, it's a, it's a privilege to be here. Uh, my first posting as an ambassador, and and it's a it's a posting when that we we always uh, get um, so so happy that uh, the way that we get to know more people here in Ireland and how close we are in many ways. Um, it is. Um, it is for us uh, a pleasure to see how uh, relationships are growing. Uh, we have uh, many uh, coincidences in, in the way that we've been grown up, uh, both in Mexico and Ireland. And the more that you spend uh, time here in Ireland, you can see those coincidences. Um, we both are countries of, uh, of migration. We both are countries where uh, we share a similar religion, most, most of, of the population, the Catholic uh, religion, giving us in the family the same values, the same uh, uh, conceptions. Uh, but also we both uh, are neighboring to uh, a large, big country, which influences the way that we behave and the way that we, we understand the world. Um, so in many ways, we share a very similar perspective and similar point of view. So so our political dialogue is quite easy. And in that sense, uh, we understand each other very well. Um, so we are trying to, to continue on, on promoting uh, trade, investments, uh, uh, cultural activities between both Mexico and Ireland. So we get to know more, the more that we will be able to, 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 to go ahead in, in, in our relationships. Yeah, I think another thing that maybe people don't always realize is that uh, Mexico is Ireland's largest trading partner in Latin America. And I believe the volume of trade is in excess of 2 billion euros at this stage. That's correct. Mexico is the first uh, economic partner um, from uh, Ireland in Latin America. 70% uh, of uh, Irish exports to Latin America are concentrated in Mexico. Uh, it's uh, our trade, uh, if you consider not only goods, but also services, it's uh, above 2.5 billion US dollars. Um, which is, um, if you see it on that perspective, Mexico is um, uh, the main uh, partner for, for, for Ireland in Latin America, but also Ireland is the, uh, among the, the uh, top uh, eight uh, uh, markets for Mexico in oh, Europe. Really? That's, that's surprising. Yeah. It is actually surprising to see that even though that it's uh, the size of the, the country, you might think, okay, well, it's not that big, but actually we trade more bilaterally uh, uh, Mexico and Ireland than what Mexico has with many other European countries, which are uh, bigger, larger com communities. So so we do have a an extensive trade uh, concent concentrated in, in pharmaceuticals, IT industries, uh, and, uh, and the potential is quite even uh, bigger to go even grow even more on, on agricultural sector now that we have signed uh, uh, we finalize the, the, the negotiation of a new um, uh, free trade agreement between Mexico and the European Union uh, and do you, do you know what is the stage of progress with that free trade agreement does it need to go through the parliaments here it, in Europe it, it, they are currently in that part of the process of uh, translating the, uh, the, uh, the text of the agreement uh, translating it into the different languages so, so hopefully by the end of the year it might be ready to be presented to the uh, uh, parliament Elements in both in, in Europe and in Mexico, and hopefully uh, sometime next year it can be already fully implemented. So, and we will be benefiting a lot on particularly agricultural products, where we will be able to, to trade a lot more than what we do at the moment. Yeah, it's curious, isn't it, that on the on the one hand we have uh, countries pulling out of free trade agreements, and yet on the other we still have countries putting new trade agreements together. It, yeah, and I think that in that sense, Mexico and Ireland, we share very similar perspective. We both are countries very open to free trade. We both have seen the benefit of, of it, and uh, and we are both economies looking to continue with that because we, we see how much uh, we benefit from that. 
Mexico in, in somehow um, used to be a very close economy many, many years ago. And uh, and how we open up our economy in that sense, uh, um, we could see the benefit on, 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 on our own uh, growing uh, economically and, and development. And you had this year in Mexico presidential elections. So your current president, uh, Peña Nieto, will hand over power to the new president, uh, Andres Manuel López Obrador. They call him AMLO, right? A-M-L-O, yeah. AMLO. Uh, in December, I think, is the handover? So. Yes, it's uh, December the 1st will be the uh, the transition. Okay. Uh, Mexico, it's a, it's a very big country and, and it's a mosaic. It's uh, the way that we see it sometimes, a world in its own. Uh, so one of the things that uh, you can see the, 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 the how big the country is and, um, and and you need some areas that, that probably need more attention than others, but the country is quite big. And, and as of December the 1st, we will have a new government, uh, probably looking into new ways of, of bringing up uh, particularly um, um, social sectors uh, that have been uh, delayed in somehow they, they haven't been growing or integrated into the, uh, the world economy as, as efficiently and positively as uh, we would have liked. But uh, probably that's one of the ideas that uh, the new government is looking into how to uh, to bring back all the growth of the uh, the, the less uh, developed areas of the country. So you see that as uh, the main challenge for the future is that development. Uh, development, it's uh, definitely there. I mean, Mexico as many other countries have different challenges, but uh, development is one of them. Certainly, the fight of uh, the uh, inequalities in the country. Uh, again, being such a big country, you have some regions that are much uh, more developed than others. So the the attention will be concentrated in bringing up uh, all those areas that are still behind in that part of the development. Uh, the fight against corruption and violence that is still growing in Mexico. That's one of the of the areas that uh, the the new government will be paying more attention. So we touched on the scale of Mexico a couple of times. So it's something like 4,000 kilometers from one corner to the other. It spans across four time zones, just like the US, really. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess a consequence of that scale is this huge diversity that, again, may not be so familiar to Irish people. So from a cultural, business, tourist point of view, what would you say are the main regions of the country that Irish people should be aware of? Um, actually, the uh, the whole country has, um, depending on what would you like to do, if you are interested in traveling to Mexico as a tourist, Mexico will have uh, different regions and different perspectives. You can visit uh, archaeological sites where uh, ancient uh, uh, societies group, the Mayas, the Aztecs, or you can decide to go to colonial cities where you could see the, the richness of this, uh, uh, of being part of uh, the Native Americans, Native Mexicans with Europeans and Spaniards and how they came together with colonial cities. Or you can go to modern cities uh, that where you can see the growth and the, the perspectives on the, on the, on the, on the future. You can make it together with uh, beautiful beaches, but you can also have mountains. Mexico is one of the, the 15 largest uh, diverse uh, countries in the world. So you can have uh, on, on natural activities together. For example, if, if you are interested in, in adventures, uh, tourism, you can practice it. So it is a very, very vast uh, country. If you are planning to go to Mexico on business, then you can also have a very different type of, I mean, perspective. What Depending on what kind of business you will be going to do, then you will be able to find different parts of Mexico. If you are interested in, in, in more 
more gastronomical perspective, then again, uh, Mexico has so, so many different varieties in, the, in its region. So you can also have a, 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 a different ways of trying Mexican food. Mm-hmm. And, and so you, depending on what you would like to do, then you can, you can have a variety of, of options in Mexico. Okay. And Mexico now, with the economic development, is something like the 14th or 15th largest economy in the world. It's a member of NAFTA. It's a leading member of the Pacific Alliance and other international organizations. It, it ranks highly now, uh, notwithstanding the challenges that you, you, you pointed to on Human Development Index, GDP, and so on. And all of this has happened basically since the Second World War, the end of the Second World War. So it looks like Mexico has been a great beneficiary of all of these processes of globalization, which is a theme of this program. So what's your own perspective on, on globalization? Has it been good for Mexico? Has it been bad? How do you see it? It has been extremely good for Mexico. I mean, the Mexican economy started opening up uh, drastically since 1986 uh, in um, that we become part of GATT, the former GATT. And then in 1994, we signed the uh, our free trade agreement with uh, North America. Uh, and then since then, we've been signing a series of uh, free trade agreements with all the different regions. Nowadays, we have uh, we have signed um, uh, free trade agreements with 46 nations, uh, 46 countries. That allows to have access, free access to more than 1,000 people, more than 1, bi- 1 billion people in the world, uh, free access with, uh, with products. We have free trade agreements with uh, North America, with several Latin American countries, with Europe and with the Asia Pacific too, we just uh, last uh, we signed uh, the, uh, the membership to the uh, Trans Pacific Agreement. So that with that we will be able to reach out uh, countries like Australia, New Zealand, Singapore, Vietnam, uh, with free access for our products to those countries. So it is a very very open economy, uh, and that's why many companies uh, and organizations they go and produce in Mexico, and from there they they can get access free access to many markets. So depending on what you want to do and how do you want to do it, then they they are they they have the capacity to do it from Mexico. Um, the um, You can see, for example, how much many, Mexico has benefited from this openness. Uh, we pass um, in 1975, our total trade was a little bit more than uh, 3 billion US dollars. Nowadays, it's more than 800 billion dollars. Um, just just to, uh, as an example, every minute between Mexico and the US, it's 1 million dollars in exchange of goods. One million dollars per minute. So it is extremely extensive, extensive the, 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 the trade and, and, and the, uh, the possibilities that uh, we through Mexico we have uh, to to reach other countries. Uh, it, it is expected that by 2050, Mexico will be probably the seventh largest economy in the world, just after China, India, US, Indonesia, Brazil, and, and Russia. So it is one of those uh, big countries that it's still um, that giving uh, a, a lot of possibilities for for. So it's going to be a big player in the future. Totally. So one aspect of, of globalization that's a, a challenge, and we hear a lot about it in the in the news lately, is, is immigration. Uh, and Mexico itself has been in the news because of this. Although I understand that more Mexicans are now returning to Mexico from the US than going the other way. Nonetheless, Mexico is a route to the US for migrants leaving other more unstable countries in the region, such as Honduras, Nicaragua, El Salvador, and so on. So what do you think will be Mexico's approach to this delicate issue in the coming years? Mexico, it's um, it's a country of migration. 
It is a country that has been uh, moving from different perspectives. Uh, originally, Mexico used to be a country of origin of migration, just like uh, Ireland. But over the years and the uh, the way that the economy is growing and is being able to, to accommodate uh, the, its own people uh, is moving from uh, being a country of origin to be a country of, of transit. Those uh, from Central America or other places going th through, through the north or it's been a country of uh, destination, those who want to stay in Mexico, but also it's a country of return. And nowadays, uh, there are, as you said, there are more Mexicans returning the, from the U.S. than those who are moving to, to the U.S. And uh, and you have to, to, to keep in mind that there is, uh, maybe because of this experience that Mexico has on, on migration, we can clearly see the, the, the strong connection that exists between um, um, migration and development. And this is one of the areas that we are uh, uh, working uh, very closely, not only with our um, uh, the nations in the South uh, Central American countries, but also in the North. Uh, we are working with them both in the United States and Central America in, in creating the, the capabilities for those countries to grow and to keep uh, their own development in order for them to, to their population to remain in their own countries. We saw that. Uh, that was part of the, I mean, our country couldn't provide and now that the country is growing, the people are coming back and growing in, in many ways. So it is uh, the, 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 the connection between migration and development is extremely close and, and we believe that uh, we do know we, we, we need to have, a, a yes, an, a regular, orderly and safe migration. But in order to do that, you have to find the, the, the reasons why people migrate and you have to work on those, uh, on those reasons uh, in order to mitigate the effects, particularly the, the negative effects of the, 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 the migration. So it sounds like Mexico will be an agent for stability in the region to try to help those neighbors and countries that are having difficulties? We, we see ourselves in, in the sense that we have um, um, how we see how we grew up in that part of migration, how migration affected uh, nationally, how we lost a lot of people that were particularly when they have uh, the, they are grown up enough uh, and to, to start working and then we're losing this capacity of, of, of incorporating that people. Uh, we can see the benefits on, 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 on in development if they stay be in, in, at home. Uh, we can understand very well all the different perspectives on those countries of origin. Uh, countries of destination, but countries of, of, of transit, because we have all aspects of this phenomenon within ourselves. So we are extremely uh, working very closely on, on cooperation with uh, uh, with Central America and even bringing cooperation, not only the, the, that one that Mexico is capable to offer to Central America, particularly, for example, in the, the construction of infrastructure in those nations, but also um, we are working with the many other countries on how can we make a triangular cooperation. So not only Mexico can also support them, but also countries can help us together to work with those uh, economies to, to, to help them to, to grow and to, the, to, to, to have their own development and, and, and make people to stay uh, where they, they want to be at the end of the day. Many of, many of them are moving from one place to the other because they, they have the need to, to provide for their own families. So as long as they can find a good job uh, in, in their own countries, I'm sure that they will rather stay there than, 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 than cross. 
And returning to Mexico then itself, um, I guess it's well known, if you like, for certain produce, particularly avocados, lemons. And, you know, here in Ireland, we see the Corona beer, which is quite, quite popular. But there are many, many other sectors in Mexico that we might not be so familiar about. So where do you see the greatest economic potential for the country in the 21st century? Uh, probably one of the biggest um, uh, sector, I mean, where we can see more potential is certainly the human capital, which is the greatest. Uh, we are a country, a young country in many ways. Uh, the uh, average age in Mexico is 27 years old. So you still have a very young force that it's uh, ready to go to the market. It's a very, very diverse. Uh, it's uh, We are very in, uh, innovative in many ways. Uh, it's uh, it's growing. The, uh, the, uh, the, all the uh, arts and innovation um, sectors are working quite well. The informatic, uh, the uh, t- telecommunications, the uh, uh, software, the uh, uh, IT industries, the aerospatial uh, industries are working quite well. But also, um, more than anything, is what we are working nowadays. It's the uh, what we call the industry industry 4.0, that uh, cross-cutting impact of information and the uh, communication technologies uh, putting together the uh, the Internet of Things in various industrial sectors. Um, we are working so strongly in this fourth industrial revolution and uh, making the connection between the digitalization, the automatization and the human capacities in in growing. That's one of the areas that is growing quite dramatically in in Mexico. And um, just a few months ago, Mexico was uh, considered, well, was invited as a guest in the uh, Hanover Mass, uh, the the biggest uh, um, uh, exposition on on the industry and technology together. And and Mexico was considered because of its capacities, the the, the possibility and, and the way that it's growing. So that's one of the areas that that probably more and more you will see uh, that pers- that perspective. It is it is true that Mexico is a very agricultural pr- uh, country, but more and more it's a, it's a manufacturing and high level high tech uh, manufacturing first world high tech economy. Absolutely. And talking of business, I, I think you, rem- you I remember you told me that you came from a business family. Um, tell us a little bit about the family business and how being the son of an entrepreneurial businessman shaped your perspective on work and the economy. It's um, it's interesting because my family, um, both my parents came from uh, the countryside. Uh, my father uh, used to be um, first a farmer more than anything, and, and, and he was producing sugarcane. Uh, and then later on, he moved part of this, the same growth of Mexico. He moved from the uh, from the countryside to the big cities, and over there he 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 worked in in, in opening uh, ice cream shops. And uh, so so it is. Uh, I mean, I used to work with him both in the in the farm and uh, in the ice cream shop also. But uh, more than anything, probably what you could see is the um, the possibility on how Mexico is growing and, and was growing at that time that gave you the possibility not only to to keep and stay and doing exactly the same job as your parents that it used to be many years ago nowadays uh, uh, I mean the economy grew up and and became so diverse that will give you uh, the possibility that uh, even though that your parents were from uh, from the farm from the countryside you can become a diplomat or you can become and do I mean be a a doctor uh, you can be a teacher whatever you may want to do and not necessarily to follow the same career as the your 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 parents so it is um, I mean it's uh, it's quite interesting in that sense how the, the the economy and the country open up to many other careers and ways of, of, of uh, um, working and, and, and moving ahead. And the family business was ice creams. So. Ice creams, yeah. I used to make them and I used to, so whenever I go, and actually, I, my, my, 
need to make a, a just a, a commercial in that we were so proud because all our ice creams were made with uh, natural fruit, real fruit, not necessarily with uh, uh, flavors. Uh, so I'm always looking into whenever I go and, and try, is this real natural flavor or not? But, uh, you know, it yeah. is. When I was in Mexico, I really enjoyed the food in, in August. What are, what are your favorites and what would you recommend to Irish people lucky enough to visit Mexico? What should they try when they go? Well, Mexico is, uh, again, a very, very rich in, in gastronomy, in, in, in food products, and uh, depending on the region that you may want to. Uh, and certainly um, you can see, I mean, part of the uh, Mexican history, the traditional uh, or the contribution of uh, of uh, food from Mexico to the world, uh, corn, for example, came from Mexico. And the uh, chocolate, uh, the cacao, the, 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 it came from Mexico. The tomatoes came from Mexico. Of course, the avocados, vanilla, all these products came originally from Mexico. And, and, and now they are all distributed everywhere. So, I mean, we we are very fond of, uh, of uh, making and trying different food. And of course, it has to be a little bit spicy just to yeah. get a little bit. Make it interesting. Uh, yeah, to make it interesting enough to, to, for people to, what is this? But, um, but yeah, no, I mean, I like, uh, I mean, from corn, you can make tortillas, which is the basis of our food. And from tortillas, you can make so many different, different uh, products from tacos to uh, quesadillas or, uh, I mean, uh, so many uh, or nachos or, uh, I mean, you can create with, uh, with the same product. You can, it can, it's oversatile that, that you can create any, any, any food that you may want to. Thank you very much, Ambassador. Thank you. It's Thank you for having us. And, and, and it's a pleasure to, and hopefully uh, I was um, um, probably just to create the, that uh, need for people to go and get to know more about Mexico and the possibilities. I do believe that we can do together much more than what we are doing at the moment. We both uh, are countries that we are in that part of the uh, diversification process, that it's a need for our own countries. We are so much concentrated in our neighbors and uh, and we can give more together and work together in many other areas. And hopefully um, with this, people can be interested in, in, in getting to know a little bit more of Mexico. Definitely. It's a fabulous country. I really enjoyed my time there and I'm sure any businessman or any Irish tourist will also have a wonderful time if they venture to that part of the world. So thanks again and thank you to our listeners. We look forward to welcoming you again when we explore uh, further countries around the world. We have coming up in the following weeks, Poland, the US and then back to Spain for a bit. Thank you and goodbye. Goodbye.